Welcome to Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast hosted by Ben Tucker and Eric Briggs, two lifelong Panthers fans from North Carolina. Whether you're a diehard fan or a casual observer, this is the Panthers podcast for you. Do us a favor, click on the link tree in our bio and give us a follow on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Now, let's get to the episode. What's up, everybody? Ben and Eric here. Welcome to the second episode of Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast. And we made it. We're past episode (laughs) one. (laughs) Episode two, I think that it's, we're not a one-hit wonder. You know, I think we're official now. So we have two episodes. Yeah, Um, and, you know, I do want to say thanks to everybody uh, who listened. You know, I think that uh, in our first episode, we made a little joke about the five to seven family and friends that, uh, that might listen and uh we were we were humbled by how many of you guys um chose to 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 give us your time and and listen to what we had to say and uh you know it gave us a little bit of energy to do uh to do the second third and fourth and and you know the further episodes as we go so thank you guys to everybody out there who who took your time to to listen to us yeah absolutely absolutely but definitely unexpected uh, like you said um but how are you doing, man? How was your weekend? What did you do this weekend? I had an awesome weekend. We went to uh, Virginia and biked the Virginia Creeper Trail, which if you're interested in doing bikes, uh, that's a good one to do. On. I've done that. It's 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 pretty fun. It's surprisingly downhill at certain points. Yeah, that's all we did. We did 17 miles straight downhill. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if I'm going to ride a bike, and that's the type of uh, bike riding I want to do, the one that I don't have to pedal all that much for. Did you stop? There was for us when we did it. This was I don't know six or seven years ago. We stopped like halfway down, and there was a little like little restaurant halfway down. Did you yeah. stop there? Yeah, we did. It was good. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, so I highly recommend that. Uh, head on up to Damascus, Virginia, and uh, do the 17 mile, but only do the downhill uh, unless you just like hard mode. And then you can do the uphill part too. <laughs> yeah, no, all downhill for me as well. How about you? What'd you do? Yeah, uh, it was it was a good weekend. So my my daughter's birthday party is coming up this weekend, and so we had to do a lot uh, a lot of prep work. We didn't have to, but we felt compelled to do a lot of prep work around the house. Um, outside had let things kind of get a little bit overgrown and so we did like a full day's worth of yard work on sunday but the thing i wanted to tell you do you remember i'm sure you do it's like i don't know a couple years back i bought that pressure washer from you i do remember that yeah Yeah. so we had never used it until (laughs) sunday (laughs) and oh my god it is amazing yeah it is yeah. amazing. We so our plan was we wanted to we have some chairs uh, out in the on the back patio um, for sitting. That's what we use them for, and um, we were going to just use the pressure washer on those uh, because they're really dirty, and we were we didn't really have any expectations because again we've never used this thing before, and we started using it on and we used the turbo nozzle. And yeah, whoa, like it's no joke. It is no joke. My wife and I were amazed. And so we proceeded to then spend about 
an hour pressure washing everything that we could like the yeah, patio, I, the side of the house, the front, uh, the front sidewalk in front of the house. And we just kept going. It was amazing. Yeah. I don't have the attention span for it, uh, but it is, it is fun to do for <laughs> 30 minutes max, maybe for me. <laughs> it is it. Yeah. But we did also say like we could make YouTube videos out of the pressure washing and those would probably get millions of views because people hey, like stuff like that. Listen, side note, there's actually a dude that does that and he does it for free. And really? it is absolutely awesome. Like late night, if you can't sleep, you just put that on and it's literally a dude just pressure washing uh, driveways. And he on does YouTube. it for free because he, yeah, he does it for free because he makes all the money off of the ad revenue from YouTube. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, somebody else thought of it first. So yeah. genius. Genius. Hey, which segue, segue uh, this video uh, may go up on YouTube. If it does, we'll uh, post some links and that kind of stuff. We're going to we're gonna venture into that yes. and give that a shot maybe and, and see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah, that'll be that'll be exciting. Um, we'll see. I, I feel like my camera is terrible, of terrible quality, but eh, whatever. But yeah. This another. isn't paying our mortgage, man. It's all good. It's not. <laughs> not at all. Doing this for yeah. fun. Um, well, so... What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about OTAs? Yeah, we've had uh, there's been a lot going on the past couple of weeks. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited about the last little session of uh, of OTAs. Uh, we are recording this on June 5th, so it yep. was the first day of this little uh, mini period. I wasn't able to see a whole lot that came out today. I saw the Panthers um, official channel posted some video. I mean, some pictures, but I didn't see a whole lot else uh come out did you no uh the main thing that the kind of the main things that i paid attention to over the last week or so one thing that's i guess kind of exciting to think about is all the guys coming back from injury um like we kind of talked about brady christensen coming back he and austin corbett of course both got hurt in the final game of the season last year um so it's it's i mean he was a key key piece to our offensive yeah. line, um, which was a really good offensive line last year. So it's really good to see him coming back. And obviously we added to the offensive line with drafting Chandler Zavala, um, who will be a really good depth piece and could actually start some games. But we really do need Brady Christensen and Austin Corbett to work their way back as soon as they can. So it's good to see him out there. And then Hayden Hurst and DJ Chark both um, working their way back from their own injuries um, DJ Chark, I don't know as much about, but I did see Hayden Hurst's, um, his interview, uh, three or four days ago at OTAs. And, um, he was just saying how he was coming back, um, kind of doing some, uh, getting out in the field, catching some balls. And I think this week, cause there's the final OTA session is going on this week, started today and it goes through Wednesday. I think he's actually getting out there this week for like the team drills. So yeah, that's sure. really exciting to see the team, you know, getting healthy training camps coming up here in a few weeks. So, um, but then the other thing that, that really stuck out to me the most, I guess, was three or four days back, Frank Reich had an interview and, um, you know, he said a few interesting things. They asked him kind of what the team was focusing on uh, at this time during OTAs. And he said, and this was, of course, last week's OTA session, but he said that they were working on red zone work. Uh, mm -hmm. which is pretty important and yeah. which is an area that the Panthers haven't been very good in the last couple of years. 
Room for improvement. Room for improvement. Uh, and specifically, one of the reporters, uh, Shocker, asked about Bryce Young and his <laughs> what's what it's going to take for him to be successful in the red zone or really for any quarterback. And Frank Wright kind of said, well, you know, you need great processing speed. You need great accuracy to things that Bryce Young has. Mm -hmm. uh, but, he, but even more importantly, outside of just one guy, because it's not just it's not just all on Bryce Young. Really, all 11 guys have to be in sync. They all have to be on the same page because in the red yeah. zone, obviously, it's such a condensed portion of the field. Uh, and so that's really kind of what they're working on in OTAs is trying to just get it as perfect, the execution as perfect as it can possibly be. Um, so that was kind of cool to hear him talk about. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that all goes because, you know, when I'm when I think about you know a football team that's running like a well-oiled machine, an offense that's running like that, it takes so much chemistry. And I know we talk about chemistry for the offensive line. Uh, unfortunately, that's a place that we have some continuity because uh, we've worked so hard on bolstering that a couple of off seasons ago or last off season. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how everything all folds in. We have so many new pieces on the off uh, on the offense, and um, you know the good news is there are a lot of new players, right? So it's not like we're just trying to fold in one or two. And if he does, if that person doesn't get it, then that's a big problem. Um, but I'm really looking for in OTAs and then coming up into the mandatory mini camp. I'm really looking for um the camaraderie right the chemistry and all of those things to start developing because i think that that is going to be kind of the make it or break it portion of, uh, of our offense is if we can all get on the same page and everybody moving forward in the same direction then i think we can do great things uh if somebody decides not to buy into you know the scheme or buy into the new coaches i mean literally everything is new right right and we're talking you know everybody's talking about, uh, you know, what to expect from all the different teams, right? All the different uh, fan bases want to know what experts think is going to happen with their team. With us, the challenge with that is that we have no idea, <laughs> right? <laughs> like from a defensive perspective, we yeah. feel like we have a pretty good idea of what we've got. But from an offensive perspective, there is so much that's new mm -hmm. uh, that – you know, I've never been more excited for like the first preseason game or like real That's... practices. Like when we're, when we got the Jets practices and, and whatnot, oh, yeah. I'm excited to see how everything comes together and hopefully see the chemistry that should be developing right now. Yeah, absolutely. I was excited as well when I saw that about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets coming, because I guess they, they're our first game, right? first preseason game. I think I believe so, so. I believe I don't have so. it in front of me yeah me either but I'm I because I think I've seen that before where I think that's pretty standard or pretty common over the last couple of years where teams will yeah. have joint practices with the team that they're about to play against in the first preseason game but you know you and I had talked about trying to maybe go down there for a day of training camp I vote my vote is one of the joint practices <laughs> when Aaron Rodgers is in town because that would be something to see. I mean, seeing him go yeah. go up because here's the thing: he's probably not going to play in the preseason game, in the first preseason sure, game. Yeah, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. Uh, so, and 
I, but I'm assuming he would probably get some action at these at the joint practices. So be kind of cool to see, you know, JC Horn and and all those guys going up against him and his receivers. Um, but yeah, to your to your point, like as far as like what do you even what do you look for to take away from these OTAs? And you really want that, you want to see that camaraderie at the very least. You want to see guys buying in and start to mesh in the camaraderie. Because even Frank Reich said in his interview that like guys can look good on the field in OTAs. Um, but really at the end of the day, training camps where the rubber meets the road, like that's that's where we're really gonna start to see who's gonna, you know, solidify their spot and who's mm-hmm. gonna who's going to break out. I mean, but it, but here's the thing is it can also be a smokescreen because if I recall the last couple of years, at the very least last year, shy Smith, you know, was, was being talked about. He was one of the most talked about players during yeah. training camp the last couple of years. And then you get to the season and it just doesn't translate. Now, who knows? Maybe maybe Bryce Young throwing passes around the field will produce different results for a shy Smith than you know having Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield on the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that wide receiver is still somewhere that we could use a little bit of help with, and mm-hmm. we're going to get into that here in just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it is almost impossible to judge the younger guys that were trying to catch balls from Mayfield and Darnold, right? Like, yeah, it, it, it it's, it's almost not fair right. to hold that season against them. I was excited when shy Smith came out and when we drafted him yeah. and I continue to feel that way. However, if we're being realistic, signing Thielen and signing Chark and, you know, like the moves that we've made, there are not a lot of roster spots that are going to be available for him. And um, so we're just going to have to see how all of that shakes out. Um, there's a lot of talk about Terrence Marshall yeah. having a breakout season. Um, so there's, there's again, I know that um, I've already mentioned it, but I think that the consistent theme that's going to be running through this year uh, is a little bit of uncertainty, at least through the off season. Cause we yeah. don't, we just don't know what we have. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to hopefully everybody having a bit of a clean sleep. Right. Things that happened under previous coaching regimes, things that happened under previous uh, quarterbacks, they don't matter. Now. They they legitimately don't matter. Now. The guys that we have on the field have the skills to beat the person that's across the line of scrimmage from you. That's all we care about. Yeah. Right. And then we have we talked a lot about the new coaching staff that we that we have coming in, how David Tepper opened up his pocketbook and brought in the best coaches that we possibly could let's see them do it right let's see them coach up some of these younger players and let's see what they have to offer i'm trying to reserve judgment on things that we've seen from the younger players in in previous one or two seasons until we actually see them in these systems with these coaches with the new players that are around them and actually see how they perform that's a very good point. That's a really, really good point. And you think about guys like um, Tommy Trimble, tight end, Ian Thomas. I mean, now, you know, Ian Thomas has been on the team for a little longer, but um, yeah, you make a really good point because 
Tommy Trimble could come out this year under this coaching staff in this offense, you know, with this quarterback and look like a pro bowler. We don't know. We don't know. We know that he's, he is an athletic guy and he is skilled and he was drafted for a reason. And there's a reason that he's still on the team. So yeah, it's a really good point. Well, there's also other things. I, I think I heard uh, Frank Rock talk about other just ideas that they have. They're going to yeah. be different from what we've seen in the past. They're talking about LaVisca Chenault taking on a little bit more of a Debo Samuel Debo. type role, right? right? And doing something just a little bit different, which that's something everybody can get excited about. Now, does oh, yeah. he have the speed of Debo Samuel and some of those other things? No, but I love the fact that we're talking about them. I love the fact that we're yeah. having conversations about different things that we have not seen as a Panthers fan base in the past and what that might mean for 2023 and the, the following years. Okay. So another thing that we wanted to talk about, um, you know, who caught your eye? Uh, we had, we had a couple, a couple players, maybe a couple coaches uh, that we wanted to mention uh, for you, a guy that you kind of locked onto was shy Tuttle, right? Yeah. Um, you know, as we've talked about, everything that's changing from a defensive perspective from the four, three to the three, four and bringing in new personnel that fits that a little bit better. Uh, I actually saw a shout out to a sports talk extra on YouTube. Um, I'm not familiar with their channel, but I watched a little bit of their stuff today and it seemed pretty cool. They seem to focus on the smaller market teams and not your New York, LA, Dallas type uh, teams. Um, but they had a little uh, story, I guess, on shy Tuttle. Um, that they called out an article that was written on Fansided, just mentioning how disruptive he's being, and he's constantly altering throw angles. Uh, we, you know, a lot was made about Bryce Young having a pass that was batted down. All the haters came out of the woodwork and wanted to talk about, see, he's too small. He was the one that broke up that pass. Uh, so the other thing that was really interesting was there were some stories that came out of new Orleans when right after we had signed him, that was talking about what a big loss that was going to be for their team. Right. Um, and again, so somebody that I'm not super, super familiar with, but I'm very, very intrigued. And we've already seen him making his mark in the OTAs. So I'm excited to see what continues to happen as we move into the mini camp and then the training camps and, and all of those. How about you? Who are you, who are you yeah. uh, looking at? Yeah, I actually, it was a coach for me. It was Deuce Staley. Uh, Frank Reich uh, mentioned it a few days ago. Uh, I think one, excuse me, one of the reporters asked uh, about Deuce Staley because they were, they were going through a drill, going through something in OTA practice. And he actually was screaming at one of the referees during an OTA practice. And I love that intensity. I love the intensity, <laughs> but Frank Reich, we've, you and I have kind of talked about it. You know, it's obvious when you listen to him speak and just his uh, kind of the general sense of who he is as a person is he's just this even keeled guy, never too high, never too low. And that's his style. That's his personality. And he actually shares some similarities with, Bryce Young in that way. Deuce Staley mm -hmm. is the opposite. He and that's what I love. Because you need, you need that give and take. You need that. He's the yin to Frank Reich's yang. Like 
you need guys like that on yeah. the team, whether it's players or coaches or ideally both the guys that are going to get in your face and be intense. And they're going to bring that fire and that competitiveness to practices and to games and um, do Staley. I mean, not to mention he's pretty much the sole reason that Miles Sanders came here. Miles Sanders has, has said, really? that. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was a few weeks back during one of the interviews with Miles Sanders and, and in so many words, he basically said that he, he's because Deuce Staley was his uh, running backs coach in Philadelphia, his rookie season, right. the season that Miles Sanders uh, had his best season as a receiving running back last season was his best season statistically as a rusher, but mm -hmm. he was a really, really good dual threat running back his rookie season under Deuce Staley. And they have a just a really, really tight bond. And so thank you, Deuce Staley, for Miles Sanders being a Carolina Panther now. But yeah, I just I just think I just think as this team kind of comes together, it's really cool to see these new faces, you know, these new faces that are yeah. in town, whether it's a player or a coach, um, you know, kind of standing out. And then the other thing I'll mention uh is, I mean, again we talk, we could talk all day about Bryce Young and I'd be fine with that. Um, but I'll mention Bryce Young. I mean, cause he just looked like really, he does make things look so easy and smooth when he's out there, even just something as simple as, um, you know, there's been a lot of footage, video footage posted on, um, on social media from these OTA practices. And, uh, there was one in particular where the quarterbacks were just doing what seemed to be a relatively simple drill. Uh, it looked like a red zone drill last week. Mm -hmm. And Bryce Young would throw a pass, and then Andy Dalton would throw a pass, and then Matt Corral would take his turn, and they would just keep alternating. And the three or four passes that you saw Bryce Young throw were all dead on, right on the money, like right the placement of it was right where it was supposed to be at least from my vantage point. Um, and he just makes it look so just effortless and easy. And then yeah. juxtapose that with immediately after Andy Dalton throwing the exact same route to a different receiver, but the exact same route. And it's it just looks a little bit <laughs> more difficult for him. Yeah. And it, it, he doesn't hit the receiver. It's like wide of the receiver and they don't, and they don't catch it. So yeah. I just, the more and more I see of Bryce, the just the more impressed I am. Yeah, you know, it's been uh, been interesting to see some of that footage. And huge shout out to the Carolina Blitz uh, on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think, uh, and I, listen, I apologize if I've mispronounced the name. Is it Vashti or Vashti Hurst? I, I, my apologies. Um, but huge, huge shout out. That has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I want to yep. thank you on behalf of all of the Panthers fans, uh, because to be honest with you, the the amount that's coming out of the Carolina Panthers from their official channels, um, I think lackluster is being a little bit generous. And so having, <laughs> you know, having more having yeah. independent reporters who are covering this really is a godsend for those of us who aren't able to be down there yeah. and looking Amazing. at some of those red zone plays, you know, Bryce Young was throwing absolute dimes uh, to the back corner in some yep. of those. And and I 
I don't know if we're talking about the same plays, but I do remember seeing some footage of Bryce Young just absolutely throwing one to the back corner. It was a beautiful pass. And then the very next one was uh, Darnold. I mean, I'm just um, but was Andy Dalton coming up and like, it was three feet away from the receiver. I don't know which one of them messed up. I know. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and listen, I'm not saying that Bryce Young is a second coming, whatever, but I do, I do love the fact that we are able to see some additional footage coming out. That's not things that we're seeing on sports centers, not things that yeah. we're seeing on NFL network. Um, it's not even things we're seeing coming out of the Carolina Panthers official channels. Uh, I absolutely love it. And I have seen a tremendous amount of the Carolina blitz footage used by other YouTubers who are, you know, making content. Uh, so I think as a fan base, we have a tremendous amount to, to, to thank them for this. Yeah, absolutely. And to your, to your point about, you know, the Panthers actually putting out um, content um, it's right now, at least kind of few and far between. And so we're all hungry. Our us Panthers fans are hungry for more, um, but they did, they did release uh, an all access uh, sort of a trailer for this new thing called Panthers Blueprint. I don't know if you saw it, but it's it's really it was just a short, about it. it's just a short little trailer. I think it's under a minute, but it's going to be their new sort of all access behind the scenes uh, show, uh, off season show um, that they're going to release. I'm sure in several installments on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That I am super, super, super excited about. Um, and then you also, the other day on Twitter, um, you shared something about some sort of little mini documentary coming out about Bryce Young. It's like sponsored by Nissan or something. Um, that looks super interesting. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, there's there's some content to kind of look forward to over the next few weeks leading up to um training camp but it definitely to your point um it definitely helps a ton to have people like carolina blitz um out mm -hmm. there providing that amazing content for us yeah so but all you youtubers make sure you're yeah. giving credit where it's due yes like in all seriousness like yeah absolutely like make, make sure that everybody knows where your where your footage is coming from uh they're out and there on twitter really hard and they just yeah, and like you know, um, just just make sure that the right people are getting getting the credit because they're working hard and giving us uh, footage and access that we wouldn't have. So let's make sure we 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 thank the people that are making that happen. Hundred percent. Not that hard to tag somebody. No, no. it's not. <laughs> um, hey, I, so question for you. So we've we've talked about you know some of the the signings that we've had. There's a tremendous amount of talk, and I think it it shocked me, and I think it shocked a lot of the NFL uh, when DeAndre Hopkins was released, as opposed to being traded, uh, trying to get something for him. Uh, there's been some talk about different landing places. I can't remember who it was. One person threw out the Panthers as an option. What do you think about it? <sighs> <laughs> Uh, I am torn. I'm torn. Yeah. And I feel like I'm probably in the minority in on this. Mm -hmm. I like DeAndre Hopkins a lot. He's given me some great years in fantasy football. Great player. Um, amazing receiver. To me, he's still one of the top 
I put him in the top 10. He's a top, he's a top yeah. receiver still in the, in the league. I think he's 30 now, 31 years old, something like that. But to me, I don't think it makes sense for the Panthers right yeah. now. I agree. It's, I, it's a, it's sort of a timeline thing. Like I mentioned, he's, he's 30, 31 years old. Um, not saying it's not saying we can't sign an older receiver. We just signed Adam Thielen, but yeah. Uh, He's coming, he's coming, think about the situations that he's coming from first with Houston, where he had, he caught passes from not even, it's not even exaggeration to say, I'm pretty sure he caught passes from somewhere between 10 to 15 different quarterbacks when he was with the Texans. Mm -hmm. Then he goes to Arizona. He had a couple good years of Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray got hurt and Speaking of injuries, how many games has DeAndre Hopkins missed over the last two seasons? Mm -hmm. I don't know the exact number, but I think it's maybe just a little bit less than half of the games over the last two seasons that he's missed. And so he's had some bad luck with injuries. And then let's flip it back to the over to the Panthers side of things. Why don't I think it makes sense over there? Well, for me, you know, we've we have some young guys. We've talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, we have young guys on this team who haven't really had much of a an opportunity up to this point to catch passes from a really good quarterback to play within a really good system. Uh, I'm talking about the Terrace Marshalls of the world, um, maybe mm-hmm. even the Shy Smiths of the world. Um, you have guys like LaVisca Chenault, who's, uh, you know, he's he's put up some numbers at times in his career so far, but he's somebody else who I think deserves more of an opportunity. Um, and then you have the guys that we just uh, we just drafted Jonathan Mingo. And obviously he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. I know that, but he's looking he looks pretty promising. And I definitely want to see him on the field starting to build that rapport with Bryce Young. And then you have the two, the other two guys that we just signed, DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, that we went out and, you know, I know DJ Chark's deal was only for one year, but uh, Adam Thielen's is for three, really two, if you look at the details. But anyway, I just think the timing, timing wise, and just where we are as a team, I don't think that it makes sense. I want to see the guys that are already on our team get an get an opportunity, and if DeAndre Hopkins comes here. I, I don't – I see him eating up a lot of playing time and a lot of targets. Um, but what do you think? Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it makes sense to either party. Um, I definitely don't think it makes sense to DeAndre Hopkins. I think that if I'm him and I'm – what did you say he was, 31? Yeah. Like, he's he's in he's in I want to get a champion mode, championship mode. Like yeah. that, that's where he is. Right. And so – we're not that, <laughs> you know. What I mean? like, we're just like I, I, we've talked about it before. I'm a realist. We are not winning the Super Bowl uh, right now, and so you don't. I know think that. that it's. I would love to, uh, <laughs> but I do think that you know he's looking for something else besides what we have to offer. Yeah, um, and the only way that it makes sense is if. Our front office staff 
is so convinced that we already have the team Mm -hmm. that they can convince him that it's a good move. That's the only way that I think it's even on the table. We've talked about the wide receivers and we've made a lot of improvements there. Is it where we need to be? I don't know. Probably not. I'm, I'm not a wide receiver expert, Uh, but I don't think it, that move makes sense for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think it makes sense for us. And I just don't think it's a great fit. And I think if it happens, then we're going to have the types of conversations about the Panthers that we don't want to be having. We want to be having the looking for the future and, and the players growing together. We talked about Mingo and we talked about Young coming in at the same time. Like, I want that to be um, the chemistry that's being developed. Yeah. Not necessarily DeAndre Hopkins coming in with his name and the status and the expectations, everything that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be a flop, right? Because we've talked about the haters. We've talked about the Bryce Young haters. And if we bring in DeAndre Hopkins and he doesn't have a stellar year, then it's going to do nothing but amplify those Good point. voices. Uh, so that, that's where I am with it. I think – could we do it? I don't know. Maybe sure. We do have the second most cap space of, of any team in the league. Um, but do I think it makes sense? I don't. And I would love for us to spend that, that those dollars, that cap space on other players that we need to sign. We've got a lot of players coming up over the next couple of years that are yeah. uh, we're going to have to resign. We're going to have to do deals with. And so I, I just think that there's more. I think there are things that we can do with our resources that will have a greater impact than what we would see with younger immigrants. Yep. I agree. And and to your point, I was going to mention the the financial side of it as well, which you just touched on. But I'm I think I saw he was looking, DeAndre Hopkins was looking for somewhere in the range of 20 million. Uh you saw, I don't remember the exact number, but Odell Beckham, and maybe you do, Odell Beckham uh, you know, signed a contract fairly recently. Um, I think somewhere in the range of 15, 16 million for one year coming off of a torn ACL. Uh, so uh, I, I just think everything that we just mentioned about DeAndre Hopkins, plus the fact that he's so, he would be so expensive and there's just other yeah. way, there are other things, so many other things that we could do. With that. It's the op- it's the opportunity cost of what it would take to get him, and what that would take away from the flexibility we would have in other areas. And I'm just not convinced that that's the right way to go. Yeah. So something else I wanted to get your opinion on, and I think this is going to be an interesting topic of conversation because um, we know where you stand on the Panthers' chances at going to the Super Bowl. And it's, it's fair. It's totally fair. You're a realist. I should be more of a realist. And look, at the end of the day, do I think we're going to win the Super Bowl this year? Absolutely. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. But I did see something that was interesting. You know, uh, Mr. Mike Florio and Chris Sims have their show. One of the topics uh, that they were talking about um, over the last couple of days was the um, quarterback battles, and I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, mm-hmm. One of those quarterback battles that they highlighted was the Andy Dalton Bryce Young quarterback battle. 
we'll see who was going to win the job. It's, it's, it's a toss up. It's really a toss up 50, 50. Um, we'll see. <laughs> but during this conversation, during this video, during this conversation, they actually both agreed that the Panthers are looking pretty good on paper, at least um, to win the NFC South. And they even Mike Florio even threw it out there that, Hey, the Panthers could be a sleeper in the NFC overall. And they even threw up the NFC championship odds on the screen. And the Panthers were, I believe, plus 3000. You, uh, would you put any money down on that? All right. Look, <laughs> um, it goes back to what I was talking about before. We just don't know. Right. Like we, we legitimately don't know. Well, of we course could not. Either be, we could either be really good or really, really not very good. And, but I do think that we're in the right division for that to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the NFC South is absolutely the right division to not be great in. Um, <laughs> and so, uh. listen, would I, would I, would I drop a hundred bucks uh, to win 3000? I might give it a shot, yeah. you know? Um, I might. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, listen, it's a plus 3000 because it's a long show. Right. Um, but I think that I think we have a better than decent chance of winning the NFC South. I think that we're going to continue to see the team gel and get better as we're moving through the first half of the season. And so it really depends on how that goes as to, you know, what it looks like. And yeah. I think that we absolutely can win the NFC South. I think, you know, making much progress after that, I, I don't know. I, from the beginning, said I don't know that we're a playoff team this year, but I believe that we will be for the following two, three, four years after that. And that's kind of where I still come down, at least in terms of going past the division. We, we're not going to have the opportunity to get a wild card spot. It's just not going to be in the NFC South. Those are going to go probably to the NFC East or, or somewhere else. Uh, so I think we're going to have to win the division to make it to the playoffs. I'll pro I, I don't know. I might, I might drop a hundred percent. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I think that you make a good point. Uh, I didn't even think about that. The wild card aspect of it. Uh, because the NFC South is probably going to be so bad. Yeah. Whoever comes in second place in the NFC South is likely not going to be in the running for a wild card spot. So yeah, that's a really good point that we probably need to win it. But I do listen at the end of the day, like I'm not, I don't think we're going to win the Super Bowl this year either. Um, but I do think kind of to, to your point, what you said over the next couple of years, definitely it's, it's promising. Like, yeah. And, and I look at it from this perspective, all of the, not all, most, a majority of the high-profile top quarterbacks in the NFL, they're in the AFC. Mm -hmm. They're over in that other conference. Yeah. Um, we have Jalen Hurts. And who else? <laughs> <laughs> like, really off the top of my head, yeah. I can't think of any of the other really good quarterbacks in the NFC. I know that I'm probably leaving a couple guys out, but the point is – the path to the Super Bowl. If you're if you want a path to the Super Bowl, if you want to choose between NFC AFC, 
Frank Reich and Bryce Young landed on the right side of the coin. Yeah. I mean, again, I think that the stars have aligned for our future. It's been a while since I've been uh, disencouraged about the direction that we're going and what the future holds. Yeah. You know, again, is it going to happen this year? Probably not. Uh, Would it be fun to lose a hundred bucks? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Again, a hundred bucks to win 3000, we both might have to just, we just might have to hold our breath and just do it at the same time. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll buy a Super Bowl ticket if we win. Well, and hey, listen, everybody, uh, everybody that's listening, you know, we are on Twitter. We'll have our Twitter handles in, uh, you know, the show notes and we'll be sharing this on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us whether you would, uh, whether you'd drop a little change uh, with the odds at plus 3,000 for the Panthers to win the NFC championship. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll treat this like it's a, um, you know, like it's the the Millionaire's Club or, you know, like Powerball and everybody go in uh, all together and uh, see if we can see if we can win a little money. Uh, no, but I, I, I mean, I say that jokingly, but I, you know, hey, you're gambling. It literally is in the name. It is a gamble. Yeah. Uh, and, but I do think that we're, we're well positioned for the future. Does it happen this year? I don't know, but I do think that it, it could happen easily in the next three to four years. Yep. I agree. So the last thing that I wanted to mention, uh, today while we're chatting is I saw some really interesting rankings coming out of PFF and there were player preseason rankings, uh, by position. Now you may know the answer. But J.C. Horn uh, made that list for cornerbacks. Uh, if you had to put a number on it, what num- what what position do you think that they they had him ranked, or what number? Okay, so this is PFF's rankings of just the top cornerbacks in the league. Top cornerbacks in the league. It's tough with him because you you look at the injuries and everything, but. Personally, I think that when he's on the field, statistically, there's some stats that I, that I think would back this up. I think he's a top top five or six, five to seven corner in the NFL right now. So they have him at ninth right now, which, hey, I'll take a top 10 corner uh, yeah. you know, for sure. But the interesting part that they brought up was I think – he has he's a he's allowed like 350 yards <laughs> uh, on like 54 uh passes mm-hmm. with one touchdown mm-hmm. uh and then four interceptions so you know a four to one i don't know what like is good in the league but a four to one interception to touchdown allowed uh ratio i would take that mm-hmm. uh so i was encouraged to see that and then to me uh, the big shocker is we talked about this last time. I'm a I've been a Luvu truther uh, from yeah, the man. beginning, and uh, they have him ranked as a 13th best linebacker in the NFL. Really? <laughs> yeah. Now, are you sure about that? Yeah, I looked it. I looked it up twice. I even went directly there just to double check it. And hey, listen, if I'm wrong, somebody please tell me I'm wrong. But I, I, I'm I'm 99% sure. Wow. That PFF has them as has him as the thirteenth best linebacker. In the NFL. Not not like thirteenth best 
Not in the out, NFC. Not like the 13th best outside linebacker named Frankie. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. The 13th it's, best linebacker just overall. Yeah. And, and listen, I would love, I want that to be true. Me too. <laughs> uh, and then, hey, Shaq Thompson coming in at 21st. So, do you know, having two of the top 20, 21 linebackers uh, in the NFL, I'm very encouraged by that. Um, I was super happy to see Shaq uh, get the deal done. I don't know if you saw him talking uh, a couple days ago about why he came back to Carolina, uh, but he yeah. said if he wins a Super Bowl, he wants someone he wants to win it with these guys. Yeah, and uh, I, I just loved hearing that. So I thought those were really interesting. Um, I was surprised Shaq was below Luvu, uh, but who is going to be? It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. And these are all preseason rankings. Yeah, it's all again, like I said last time, it's all prognostication and you know people playing Nostradamus. But um, it's going to be so that one's going to be interesting. And then uh, Bucky Brooks uh, from from NFL Network mm-hmm. um, had uh, a little thing that he came out with that was like his breakout players, like who to be watching uh, this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had Icky, Derek Brown, and J.C. Horn all on there. And interestingly, what he did is um, I'm pretty sure it was like an AFC and an NFC team. And he only took one player per position, right? So he's not, it's not like there were 10 cornerbacks that could have a breakout year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I I thought that was great. Uh, You know, and again, we're talking a whole lot about the defensive side of the ball, but, (laughs) uh, but, Again, it's encouraging. I'm excited to see uh, kind of how they perform and uh, wanted to make sure that we had a chance to at least chat about that a little bit. No, that's really interesting. I, I had not seen that. But like you you mentioned, you know, we're talking a lot about the defensive side of the ball, but I think that's that's going to be our strength. I mean, that's fair. You know, yeah. we've we've mm-hmm. over the last few years, we've the draft picks that we've made, the the guys that we've had like Shaq Thompson, who were really from the former regime stick around i mean the panthers have a bright bright future on defense and um that's really really cool to see that they're getting this type of not only that the team is getting the attention that it's gotten with us having the number one pick and you know bryce young coming in as the number one pick and the new coaching staff and everything but it's really cool to see that these individual players are like getting a little bit of love, a little bit of attention yeah. from the national media, you know? And the other thing I thought was encouraging about that, you know, Icky started all the games this year. We didn't have, yeah. we didn't have injury issues, uh, you know, like we have with JC. And um, so he's been able to stay healthy. I did see an interview with JC Horn today. I believe it was out of the Atlantic. It's like a 15 minute interview where he was asked about his injury history. And he mm-hmm. said, listen, it's all broken bones. It's not soft tissue stuff. I can't control it. I just have to do the best that I can out there on the field. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but from all, from everything I've seen, he's making positive strides. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think we got, we have great stuff going on. The preseason rankings were, yeah. it's not just uh, Panthers truthers and homers that are saying we have, we have good things to look forward to, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Those comments are being bolstered by other experts throughout the NFL and and surrounding you know professional football as a whole. Yeah, yeah, we're not crazy. We're not crazy. Well, <laughs> not about <No>. us. <laughs> we are, but we're not. 
We are, but we're not. There you go. Well, listen, I think that about wraps it up unless you unless you had anything else. I think that's it for this week. Yeah, I mean, thank you to everybody who, yeah. uh, again, made it this far. Maybe we had five to seven last time, so maybe we're at like 10 to 14. I'm hoping for double digits. People that are listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for, for listening. Uh, you know, if we want to earn your follow, we want to earn your subscription. If you enjoy it, let us know um, by, by doing those things. And it really does help us out knowing what what you want to what you want us to talk about what you want to hear and whether you're enjoying things or not so hopefully we've earned your follow hopefully we've earned your subscription we're going to continue to try to do that with every episode that we come out recognize that there's a lot of different places that you can spend your time and you can allocate those and uh we just appreciate those of you who choose to do that with us yep well said um well this was fun man uh and we'll We'll see, you know, when, when we're going to do the next one. We haven't really figured out a cadence yet. Uh, we're kind of, we're in the off season. You know, it's a little bit slim pickings like we talked about last time. But, uh, you know, we have training camp coming up. So we have some interesting ideas of things over the next few weeks. Fun things that we can kind of talk about to, to kill the time leading up to training yeah. camp. So we'll probably have an episode three out here in the next couple weeks. Um, but... Thank you, good sir. Uh, this was a lot of fun. And thank Absolutely. you, everybody out there for listening. As Eric said, hopefully we can earn your follow, earn your subscription. Um, if you if you want to visit our link tree, which is in our bio, that would be amazing. That's got a link to all of our social media channels there. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. And uh, until next time, keep pounding.